Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, October the 10th. Uh, a lot to talk about this morning uh, with football, baseball, high school sports, uh, NFL. Of course, we'll have on Coach uh, Ryan Antoine at 7.30 to speak about his Westgate Tigers. Boy, they had a tough game uh, Friday night, Jeff. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we spoke Saturday morning uh, briefly about it. He'll have uh, more to say on that this morning, and uh, also um, he'll have a uh, better opportunity to talk about his next opponent uh, as well. As uh, things uh, get a little interesting with North Vermilion, uh, still a quality team, maybe not the strongest in their district, but uh, a team he hasn't seen before, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see what he has learned uh, since Saturday morning about uh, the Patriots. Yeah, and uh, not only that, but uh, of his last four games, three of them on the road, and he's got two pretty good opponents staring him in the face in Lafayette Christian and St. Thomas Moore, but we'll talk to Coach, about that in his game last Friday night. Elsewhere uh, in the NFL, boy, the Saints yesterday uh, would look like it was going to be a crazy game. <laughs> Taysom Hill, uh, boy, a big star for him yesterday as he runs for three touchdowns. He throws for one touchdown, recovers a fumble. Uh, I mean, what more could he do? Yeah, yeah. when I saw him on special teams, I was a little surprised because he's your number two quarterback right now with Jameis Winston out, so I was little surprised, but he certainly paid dividends. And, you know, I, I've been critical of the way they've used Taysom because they haven't given him a, hadn't given him a chance to throw the ball. thought it was so important that he showed uh, that he can throw the ball. And uh, so teams know that he's either going to run left or right uh, if he's in taking the snap. But it's important to know that there's that option, too. Yeah, I, I thought he should throw the ball a little bit more, too. And, uh I thought for sure I saw him in the stand selling popcorn at mm-hmm. halftime. You know, that's, that's, I mean, he was everywhere yesterday. I don't know what the Saints would have done without him uh, with the display he put on. Uh, he threw for a 22 yard touchdown pass, which gave him a perfect rating too at 158.3. And, and you may have heard him in that Ellen newscast. Uh, he said he knew he was going to be more of an active participant in the game and he prepped for it because of it. All right, and uh, ran nine times for 112 yards, three touchdowns. Of course, that 60-yarder, boy, I don't know who that uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks player was, but, boy, he was gaining on him. <laughs> don't look back, as Satchel Page would tell you. <laughs> don't look back. And he didn't, uh, and he barely got in the end zone, too, but he clipped the uh, uh, the sideline, the pylon there, and uh, into the end zone for the touchdown. But uh, also a pretty good day for Kamari. He had 23 rushes for 103 yards. Uh uh, no scores, though. Long run of 13 yards, so he pounded the ball. Uh, Ingram's still uh, uh, a good back, but only nine carries, 16 yards. And Dalton, of course, seven carries, four yards. But Camara, uh, another good day, uh, six catches for 91 yards, uh, six targets. He caught all the balls thrown to him. Olave, uh, boy, we got to sweat him out now, too. I don't know how serious his injury. Well, he's in concussion protocol well, now. Well, he's probably going to miss a game or two in that regard. Uh, and, boy, the NFL uh, saw a story on that yesterday. They're coming down pretty hard, too, now on uh, concussion protocols. Uh, all this bit about the, they get their bells rung and they head back in the game uh, the next week. So you can look for maybe some more. Uh, how would you say uh, they're going to just uh, be uh, the disciplinarian of the NFL is going to come into play. And uh, well, Both the Players Association and the 
NFL have agreed on a new protocol. It's just the, the devil in the details. Yes, right now I just look for, you know, when you get your bell rung, it's uh, – anyway. Uh, I'm, Teddy, I'm Teddy taking, Bridgewater yeah, concussion yesterday. That's right. So I'm looking two or three games in some instances, depending the severity – but uh, I don't see him coming back and playing the next week. Uh, I just that's something that's going to change in that regard. Elsewhere, uh, the Saints uh, with the Saints uh, defensively, they did a pretty good job yesterday. Uh, they had a couple sacks, I do believe, maybe three, and put some pressure. Uh, but the Saints' offensive line just it's, it just seems like uh, something's missing there. They just there's no the unit. You know, uh, not only Winston but uh, Dalton was uh, I'm pretty sure sacked a few times yesterday. Uh, uh, I think he was sacked uh, uh, three times. So, uh, anyway, um, we'll see how that's all going to come about. But the Saints had a great day, 203 yards passing, 235 yards rushing. That's probably the most they've had this year and probably the most they've had in a while. Uh, of course, they did give up 245 yards passing to Seattle and 151 rushing. Uh, thank goodness for Taysom Hill uh, scoring a three on the ground and one in the air, and the Saints come away with a – 39-32 win. Of course, it doesn't get any easier for the Saints uh, next week. Uh, Cincinnati comes to town, and they're 2-3, and three, uh, the Super Bowl participant last year. And uh, they had a rough time or a rough night last night uh, uh, against uh, the, the uh, Baltimore as Baltimore squeaks out a last-second win. Uh, when they've lost, they've looked really bad. Too. Yes, that's right. But, uh, you know, Baltimore's a quality team. Uh, it's just you got to control one particular player for him, and uh, he, he can he can ramble a lot. But Burrow uh, looks good. I mean, they've got a good quality team, but uh, in the stats last night, bear that out. Uh, the time of possession, 30.01 to 29.59, uh, Cincinnati, 291 yards. Uh, total offense, 325 for Baltimore. Passing uh, Burrow, 190 yards to uh, to Jackson. Lamar Jackson's 170, rushing 101 to 155. Anytime you run for over 100 yards, I think you're doing pretty well. Uh, the, and both teams had turnovers, interceptions thrown. Um, but uh, last night's game, of course, the Bengals come to New Orleans, uh, this this uh, Sunday and uh, a 12 o'clock kickoff. Um, let's see if they've had a uh, Cincinnati's a one and a half point pick over and under is 44. Hmm. So uh, tight game. Uh, you know, a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know if people listen to me. I, I like the over in yesterday's Saints game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to somebody about that. Uh, you know, they just, you know give credit to uh, the Saints defense for maybe keeping that total as low as it was but i thought it was too low and so um if you listen to me you took home a little cabbage <laughs> anyway uh yeah 45 but i don't th- recommend you really <laughs> listen to me in any time on wagering yeah anyway that guy. the saints were a five and a half point pick and that's the first time they've beaten the spread this year uh in their and other won. one too that's right anyway uh the saints um We'll see what transpires next week. Uh, interesting games around the league. Uh, boy, the Giants are four and one. They beat uh, the Green Bay yesterday. Well, I tell you, they almost gave uh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers oh, yeah. a chance. If you watch the uh, last couple of drives there, uh, but no, uh, credit them. <laughs> There's a, a phrase I'm not going to use, but uh, when the Giants punter was backed up. And I, I just kept saying, run, and then another word I'm not going to repeat, run, try and kill. The, and how they managed not to take any time off the clock in that play and 
all those other plays, uh, the Packers use their timeouts well. Uh, you couldn't do a better job of getting the ball back with some time. But uh, I thought it was important that he did get that safety. And, uh, you know, again, they still needed a touchdown after the safety. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it looked like Aaron Rodgers was going to find another way to oh, yeah. not win the Well, they could have won the game if they had gone for two, if they had scored. Right. Actually, no, down five. They, all they That's needed right. to do was score at that point. Anyway, uh, also, bu- yeah, uh, Buffalo just uh, eight-pounded Pittsburgh yesterday. Uh, uh, Kenny Pickett had a rough day starting, I think, his first game for the Steelers. Is that correct? Uh, was it was his first start. Yes, he but played. he did played. come in for Trubisky the week before. Yes. Anyway, the Buffalo pounds him 38-3. to Cleveland. And, and Tomlin says changes are going to have to be made. Oh, uh, he, interesting. He talked about the coaching staff. He talked about the players. The schemes, uh, yeah, he is prepared to make some changes. Yeah, some rough days uh, for the Steelers the last uh, few weeks. Elsewhere, uh, the Chargers uh, hold on to beat Cleveland, and uh, same, more well, same with uh, the Minnesota over the Bears too. Uh, well, my boy Moody Mooney makes a great catch too, probably one of the great catches of the year so far. And I can't. Did they get any points out of that? I. Pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I one thing, you know, it was a nice comeback by the Bears, but they eventually lost it late. But nice uh, effort. I didn't get to watch the game, uh, but it was a nice comeback effort on the road, and hopefully uh, they learned a little something from it. Yeah, the uh, Vikings scored late to uh, win that game uh, by a score of uh, 29-22. Elsewhere, uh, New England shuts down Detroit. Kind of surprised at that. Thought Detroit had a little firepower there. They had scored a few points, but uh, New England takes them out. The Jets take down Miami. That was, uh, to me, the surprise game of the week. Well, they're down to the third-string quarterback at some point. Yeah, true, but still, you know. And I'm uh, not sure at what point that was, but. Yeah, uh, Skylar Thompson is the new quarterback. He was 19 out of 33 for 166 yards. Zach Wilson, 14 out of 21 for 210 yards. And, of course, the Jets scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to put that one away. Yeah, and, you know, one of the CBS guys, uh, I I know they try and work these comic routines into these morning uh, shows now, but on CBS, a guy talked about the Jets, and he was riding a roller coaster as he was doing his commentary about how the Jets have been on a roller coaster again, up and down, up and down. Yeah, uh, next, uh, Tampa Bay, they hold on to beat Atlanta. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay's just not scoring this year with Tom Terrific. So we'll see uh, uh, what takes place in the next few weeks with them. But uh, Atlanta, Atlanta's 2-3. and three. I mean, they're, they're hanging around. They Remember were 2-2 two and two going into this game. Yeah, again, in, I'm not sure if it was uh, pregame or during the Saints game. They were talking about parity going into yesterday's games, a lot of 2-2 two and two teams. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Carson Wentz has uh, does a pretty good job yesterday. He's uh, 25 out of 38 for 359 yards, two TDs. But the Commanders uh, just can't score in the fourth quarter. If they can't, could uh, touchdown, they'd win the game. Tannehill, uh, 15 out of 25 for 181 for uh, Washington. Derrick Henry, though, 28 carries, 102 yards, and two scores. So. Uh, Pretty much tells the game right there as they were able to run the football. Elsewhere, uh, journeying uh, to uh, Jacksonville, uh, they got beat by Houston. And uh, I'm trying to recall, is, uh, is that Houston's first win of the year? Uh, I don't think so. I think they have another win uh, somewhere. Uh, I think they're off this week, though. Um, 
yeah, Houston, Las Vegas, and Tennessee are off this week. So, uh, uh, meanwhile, elsewhere in the NFL uh, this week, or I should say this past, we've got a big game tonight, though, as the Chiefs and the uh, Raiders go at it uh, at 7.15 tonight on uh, Monday Night Football. Of course, i got to correct ESPN. myself. They had a tie. The Texans had a tie earlier this year. So, they're 1-3-1. and one. Okay. All right. I knew that they had not – they had managed to not lose a game, I guess. Okay. I Maybe – I'm trying to think who that was against. I can't recall. Was it uh, – well, the Colts have a tie. That yeah, that's probably it. it. Yeah, that's it. So they tied the Colts. Wow. Anyway, Vegas, Kansas City tonight, uh, seven fifteen on ESPN. Uh, should be an interesting ball game. Uh, the Raiders come in one and three. Kansas City uh, three and one. It, that's always been a dog fight. But uh, the Chiefs uh, have been spotted. Let's see, uh, uh, a touchdown pick. Fifty one and a half is the over and under in that game. And uh, of course, the uh, reason to like Kansas City. Is given a big uh, two to one ratio, sixty three to thirty two. So uh, uh, football still tonight. Elsewhere around the National League, uh, uh, NFL, I should say. Uh, yesterday, uh, San Francisco all over Carolina, thirty seven to fifteen, and uh, it looks like their defense is just so, so stingy right now. Garoppolo, eighteen out of thirty, two hundred fifty two yards, two scores. Uh, Jeff Wilson, the, the replacement for uh, Elijah Mitchell out of Erath, he goes 70 carries, 120 yards, and a score. Uh, so uh, San Francisco uh, keeps winning. And, uh, boy, next, Dallas and the, boy, the Rams just don't look like the Super Bowl returning champion. Uh, Stafford's having all kind of trouble uh, getting rid of the ball. So uh, Cooper Rush wins again. He's 4-0 as a starter. And what more can you say? Dallas's lone loss came in the first game of the year to Tampa Bay. I think it was 19-3. to And uh, Stafford yesterday threw it 42 times for 20, completed 28 for 308 yards, a touchdown. Cam Akers, boy, the Rams couldn't run the ball That's on that what Dallas I was, defense. I, I didn't watch a lot of the game, a little bit of the first half, uh, but what I read this morning was the Dallas D uh, stepped up. Oh, yeah. Cam Akers, 13 carries for 33 yards. Cooper Cup has his – general on that game he has seven catches for 125 yards and a, and a score but that one score came on uh, 75 of that 125 yards so he scooted just on a quick uh pass play uh coming across the middle and got away from the defensive back and uh had a nice block down the field and takes it in from 75 yards out so uh and the uh rams go down again i think they're two and three right now in the league Elsewhere, the the well, Philadelphia had a great weekend. I guess all I can say, as the uh, as the Eagles take down Arizona twenty to seventeen out there in Arizona, and uh, the Phillies took care of the Cardinals quickly as the big meltdown Friday in the top of the ninth as they scored six runs, and the Cardinals yeah, lose. That, that was brutal. It uh, was watching that, that Friday afternoon. I couldn't believe. And, and, you know, they checked his hand. I'm not sure if that was a factor, but uh, as far as injury is concerned, uh, you know, but, um, yeah, six runs uh, in a ninth inning going in with a lead. And, of course, they put up the stat uh, before how rare it is they lose a game, a lead in the ninth. And, yeah. I put I put the I watched that game uh, Friday afternoon. I put the blame on the manager. You don't take out a kid in the eighth inning when he's throwing strikes, getting people out, and uh, you bring in your your closer to get five outs. I just unless your 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 relievers throwing balls and walking people and giving up hits, oh, yeah. but he'd done a pretty good job. Leave him in the game. I mean, and then the meltdown happened and. 
uh, Housley hadn't thrown well in the last couple of outings, so uh, he had a little nick on his finger, I believe. And uh, but he was still throwing 100 miles an hour and had an ERA of uh, under one and a half. Uh, but anyway, uh, it, it's meant to be, and it's over. And uh, wait till next year. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking about that. Uh, you had two uh, six seeds advance, and. Uh, I say that uh, I think Toronto or Tampa was I think the sixth seed. Not sure. Not sure either. It seems the Mariners clinched. But, uh, but before. I tell you this, three of the home teams got beat. Yeah. in the playoffs, and, and I think part of that was the idea that those teams were hot going in. They had to win late in the That's season. Right. They didn't have the, you know, the other teams didn't have that pressure and maybe uh, that hunger because of it. Uh, uh, but but I think something about uh, having to play good late to even make the playoffs made them maybe a little bit stronger. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, when you got to play tough baseball in the last oh maybe two weeks of the season to earn a playoff spot, it's just uh, it's it's a tough situation. But it makes you play harder and. It, you, you don't have that relaxed atmosphere and all that. Uh, you got it made. And uh, those type teams usually win, too. I have to agree. Teams that are playing well at the end of the year move forward. And, uh, of course, the Phillies, uh, uh, Cleveland, uh, the San Diego, along with uh, Seattle, uh, all won uh, on the home floor. On the San floor. Diego starter yesterday was not yeah. uh, pleased uh, that they they were checking every orifice on him for some <laughs> Substance uh, throwing the one hitter. Uh, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was oh, kind of funny. Yeah, but uh, good as, and, you know, they almost won that one uh, on Saturday, too. That's but, right. Uh, that's right. Anyway, uh, but uh, they win 7 1, uh, lose 7 uh, uh, 3, and win yesterday 6 nothing. That's, now they got to go against their nemesis. Though. That's right. And I think the Dodgers. They, they, they struggled against them this year. I yeah. think they won. A uh, game or two late in the season, but they uh, had lost the first six or seven games yeah. against the Dodgers. And you know, I was telling my buddy, the the San Diego fan, I said, "Man, they got to they got to win some games now against L.A. so they know they can beat them." You don't want to go into the postseason because it it was pretty apparent that they'd make the the playoffs uh, with that lineup. They certainly should, but. You know, if you cannot beat uh, the top dog, then what's the difference? Yeah, and San Diego, of the 19 games played between the two teams this year, uh, San Diego lost uh, to them uh, 14 times. Mm-hmm. So uh, that ought to tell you something right there to beat somebody, to go 14-5. and five. So uh, Padres got their work cut out for them. Of course, they'll be playing in Dodger Stadium uh, come uh, starting, I think. All uh, games are tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, they'll stagger them similar to uh, the first rounds. That's right. But I, I don't know the specific times. I would imagine yeah. well, Phil- them being on the West Coast. Yeah, will- Philadelphia and Atlanta take off at 12 o'clock tomorrow, along with Seattle and Houston at 2.30, a little after 2.30. The Cleveland and the Yanks are the 6.30 game. And then uh, San Diego and the Dodgers kick it off. Uh, 8.37 is the times they have here. All 07, 37, and 37. So, uh uh, that's baseball here lined up here for the uh, for the playoffs. So uh, we'll see how all these uh, teams uh, that won on uh, the opponent's uh, home field. Well, they're going to have to do it again. So, uh, but at least they do get to have a couple of home, at least one guaranteed home right. game. That's right. Best of three, five game series, uh, two, two, and one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, of course, uh, we're going to have Coach Ryan Antoine on in the next segment of uh, Bayou Sports. So uh, 
I don't know if you have any uh, maybe late breaking uh, uh, stories that maybe we'll see, but uh, I tell you, we, we've probably got a couple of minutes. Just a real quick, a recap of Friday's scores uh, locally. Of course, Catholic High came away with a big uh, played well to seventeen too. victory. Played well too. Uh, we're down ten nothing going into the fourth quarter. Scored twenty one points in the fourth quarter, or twenty points, I should say, and uh, go ahead and take down the Acadia, uh, the Ascension Episcopal Blue Gators, uh, who uh, Catholic High pulled off the old hook and ladder late in the game and uh, got them uh, down there. Goal line territory and the big running back, uh, Javon Brown, had another big game. And uh, he scored a couple times for the Panthers. And uh, they beat an old nemesis in uh, Ascension Episcopal 20-17. Uh, to 17. And the Panthers uh playing well right now and uh, head to Delcom this weekend where Kane Radio will be uh, for our Friday night game. Absolutely. Highland Baptist, another tough night. Uh, again, depleted team and Coach Hudson will... Talk to us about that, but uh, tough homecoming loss, 22-7 to against Maryville. Um, also, uh, Delcom, a tough loss at Franklin, 41-10, to actually at home against Franklin. Laurelville, they uh, were the big winners, 57-6 to uh, against West St. Mary on the road, and Nish lost 40-21 to against uh, Opelousas, uh, so again, and, and Westgate we already told you about, but we'll be checking in with Coach Antoine in just a bit. Yeah, just some uh, uh, some of our local teams taking some lumps, but uh, still have, uh, believe it or not, to, we've got, what, three weeks of uh, high school football? Four, four, four regular weeks, season. That's right. Four regular season games, you're correct. And uh, we'll be at Delcom as the Panthers uh, against the Panthers. And, uh, you know, right now in that district, 828, looks like Franklin might have the team uh, to keep an eye on right now. Uh, the others uh, – um, it'll be interesting, but the district is pretty competitive this uh, this year. So uh, uh, those games with Catholic High and Lowerville, Catholic High Franklin, Lowerville uh, Franklin, should be some interesting contests in that regard. So uh, we'll see how that's all going to come into play. Of course, uh, Westgate, uh, of course, we'll have Coach Antoine on in a little bit. Uh, boy, just a tough loss. Is they get beat by far that uh, Turlings over at Westgate uh, Friday night. Uh, talk to people that went to the game and uh, – just uh, Turlings, just Westgate, uh, a couple uh, mistakes here and there, and uh, it cost them uh, throughout the course of the game. Of course, we'll talk a little college football uh, after uh, our talking with uh, Coach Antoine and uh, a lot going on in college football right now uh, as they're just about through the midway uh, point of their season also. So anyway, Jeff, I don't know if uh, you have anything else. No, Maybe we can go we ahead and take break. the break. Anyway, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with uh, head football coach of the Westgate Tigers, uh, Ryan Antoine, right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, October the 10th. And with us right now is head football coach of the Westgate Tigers, uh, Ryan Antoine. Good morning, coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, good. No, you had a tough one uh, Friday night against all the Turlings, uh, Turlings Catholic. Uh, uh, I know you spoke with Jeff in Sports Corner uh Saturday morning for a moment, but could you just quickly recap the game and take, tell us about your next opponent uh, this coming Friday? Yes, sir. Uh, like uh, we played against, you know, a strong uh, ball club in, in Turlands. Got on the all pretty early. Uh, scored a touchdown, but we matched them and scored it and came back and had it seven seven. But they came right back and got another touchdown on us, and we kind of had a lull, uh, you know, till about the end of the mid mid fourth quarter. Uh, and matter of fact, the game was 27 to 7, about 15 minutes to go in the game. And guys decided, you know, that we you know, want to keep fighting that type of ball club that we got, guys that work hard, guys that do their job. And, uh, you know, made it the game and got it down to 22 to 30, uh, with a chance to win it. And like I said, got, got called with a holding call, uh, on the catch that we got down to the 20 yard line and, uh, ended up losing the game 22 to 30, you know, our first loss of the season, uh, like this. So, Guys are, you know, pretty pretty mad about it. Uh, you know, coaches included. Uh, you know, and like you know, we're sitting here five and one and got to play a North American team on this upcoming Thursday, and we'll be ready for them. Yeah. Again, you mentioned Thursday night, a short week to prepare for a team that you're not real familiar with, new uh, into the league. Yeah, yeah. North American is a new new group into our district. Uh, you know, sound ball club. They run the uh, wing T system. Uh, so you know, that's definitely something that you know you got to be ready for. Is different than what we. You know, we usually see on a day-to-day basis, but, you know, our, our kids will be ready. I mean, we've seen a lot of different things this year. People, you know, we pretty much get everybody's best game, you know, type of ball club that, we, that, you know, that we've been having. So we just have to make sure that we're ready and we just continue to keep on working and just try to get better every single week. 
I know you were without uh, some players uh, this past week. Uh, I'm sure that played somewhat of a factor into it. How are they uh, looking for Thursday? Uh, I don't know. Uh, like they still, they, they still did it. They yeah, definitely didn't play with Derek uh, Williams uh, Friday night. You know that was a big loss for us. But you know it, it comes down to you know next man, next man up, and guys got to be ready. And we, we we banged up pretty bad right now. But you know we just got to go out there and keep playing, build that depth. You know, and just get ready for the postseason and try to make sure that, you know, once we get healthy, we know how strong we could be. I, I know we've talked about uh, the idea that you can sometimes learn more from a loss than a, a victory. Uh, what are some of the biggest takeaways in that loss, having had more time to study the film? Uh, that you just got to come out and execute and be ready. You know, uh, you know, we came out there and kind of was a little slow and a little flat. Uh, and, you know, been having a couple of flat days even at practice, you know, and I think sometimes that kind of wears on you. And, you know, I mean, I just want to make sure that, you know, we come out there and be ready. I mean, Turner came out there fired up. You can't take nothing away from them. They came out there ready on us, and they came out more prepared, you know, and so that's definitely something that we're going to make sure that we, you know, we work on this week is just being a better prepared team and, and try to just make sure we try to heal up as much as we can. But actually, just get back to the little things that made us good. Coach, uh, with uh, Derek Williams being out this past uh, week, uh, are you expecting him to be back, or does he have one of those lingering injuries? Uh, he's a fine football player, a talent to uh, extreme, and uh, Texas commitment, by the way. And uh, uh, what's his injury situation? Didn't realize he missed the game uh, Friday night. Yeah, I mean, we're going to hold him out as much as we need to. Uh, he could have possibly played, but, you know, my, my biggest thing is we're not going to use an exploited kid, and we just want to make sure that, you know, we get that kid to where he needs to be. I mean, he has a future way past Westgate. Sure. You know, and so be, be, before we bring him out there and try to hurt him and try to win a high school football game, you know, I think we're going to look at the bigger picture and just try to make sure that he's 100% healthy before we put him back into the football game. So yeah. uh, we're going we're gonna to assess him and just make sure he's okay. But, you know, he's, he's practicing and doing the thing he needs to do. We just not, you know, we're going to just put him back and we feel like we're comfortable and we're ready to make sure that he's okay. Yeah, good for you, Coach. Coach, uh, Thursday at North Vermilion, anything the fans need to know about that one? Uh, it's going to be $10. Uh, I think it's a Thursday night game. Uh, we need, definitely need some, uh, you know, some support. Our kids, you know, want all the type of support that they can have. You know, I mean, North Vermilion, like I said, they're new to the district. So, you know, uh, I think they lost the St. Thomas more this past week. But, you know, they're still a sound ball club, you know. So, in not a district, and it's show Friday. Anybody could be beaten on any given day. So, we just got to make sure we're ready to go. I imagine you... Got to see that film uh, gives you a little bit of an early uh, chance to prep St. Thomas More too. Yeah, 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 yeah. St. Thomas More looking pretty good too. So I mean, we you know we got a we got a tough you know month month ahead of us. We just got to make sure that we're ready for it. There you go, Coach. Appreciate you joining us uh, on Saturdays as well as these Monday mornings. Best of luck Thursday night uh, in your week of prep. All right, thank you guys. Yeah, you good bet. luck, Coach. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, Derek Williams was out of the game. A uh, fine player, a big-time uh, cornerback safety, about 6'2", about 200 pounds. Uh, Texas commitment, uh, I mean, uh, ranked as the number two player in the state right after you-know-who <laughs> from Newman, uh, Arch Manning. So, uh, Arch had a pretty good night uh, from what I understand. Oh, okay. Threw, threw it around the field. Threw, had a 43-yard touchdown pass, the, the 43 yards in the air. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, not <laughs> yards after catch. Correct. Anyway, um, yeah, Derek Williams, just a fine athlete, uh, not only a, a football player, but also a trackster, too. Uh, 
just a quality athlete uh, heading to the University of Texas. Didn't realize he'd missed a game. <laughs> Could have had uh, – he makes a play or two almost every game, so uh, a big play. So uh, I'm sure that had something to do with uh, Father Turling's uh, getting out of New Iberia with a win. It didn't hurt him. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, anyway, um, so we'll see what uh, – didn't realize Westgate plays Thursday night over in uh, – at North It's Omega, on the huh? schedule as a Thursday night game, but I – was oblivious to it myself okay until saturday morning when he reminded me now the right. games oh yeah look it's right there on our pocket guide thursday night got a caller on the line All maybe right. a question or comment uh, hi you're in the air good morning gentlemen hey, hey good morning good morning good morning wayne how are you good buddy good just a reminder we got pickleball going on in youngville this morning from eight thirty till 12 anybody interested in coming out all your senior citizens that are retired, don't sit home. Come on out and have a lot of fun. Kids have the day off, too, don't they? Yeah. Kid, are kids out of school today? Uh, not that I know of. Not, I know, not on this day. Indigenous end, People's here. Day? Yeah, 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 formerly Columbus Day. <laughs> but anyway, you know, Wayne, I uh, appreciate you calling. Uh, it, a week doesn't go by where I don't see a story about how popular pickleball has become, national and or local. That's true. That's true. We're getting turnout every week over here that a couple of more people are joining, coming out and having fun, you know. So, like I say, good exercise for all these seniors, you know, that uh, we call ourselves aging Cajuns, but we get out and have fun in the morning. <laughs> and so. so important. You know, I, I try, my dad was an avid golfer, and he walked uh, a course uh, at least once a week, And uh, but, but I couldn't convince my mother that exercise was as important as it was for people in their later years. Uh, it doesn't have to be a serious activity, but keeping busy a little bit. And I think it showed in, in her decline uh, that she did not do much in the way of exercise. And what was really disappointing was she retired as the bookkeeper for the uh, Parks and Rec in my community. Oh my. So it was oh really disappointing. So uh, I, I think it's great that you're uh, championing uh, folks in their later years uh, getting out there. Well, that's true. That's true. Another thing I'd like to bring up this morning is probably the, the hottest team in the state in college football is the <laughs> Tulane, Tulane Green Wave. Yeah, How about the, that, Tony? Huh? Yeah, they, they're playing really well, Wayne, and they beat a, a East Carolina team that gave North Carolina State all they wanted. And uh, also, I'm trying to think the other team, uh, ranked team they played and uh, got beat by. But, uh, yeah, they're playing pretty well. Uh, Pratt makes a few little uh, mistakes every once in a while, but he's a gamer. And they uh, right now they've got a chance uh, to go 6-1. and one. They journey to Tampa. Don't know how South Florida's been playing, but they've, they've been pretty tough. But they've given up a lot of yards. And uh, hopefully uh, you know, we can bring them home a winner. They're on, uh, I think, ESPN uh, Saturday afternoon, I do believe, at 3 o'clock or 2.30. So we'll see what the Greenies can do. Of course, a big game this this uh, Wednesday night, uh, Wayne, you know, is for the Cajuns as they journey to Huntington to take on Marshall and Mike Decimo. Eh, not feeling a lot of heat, but he's getting a little bit. You know, the Cajuns feel that, uh, you know, they've been winning so much lately that they can't handle losses too well lately. And uh, he, he's they got a big game. Marshall, of course, earlier in the year went to South Bend and beat Notre Dame. So that'll tell you something about that team. Wow. Yeah, well, the story with the Cajuns, that offensive line is young. Yes. Very young, yes. you know. So when you uh, have to replace uh, as is LSU, you know. Yeah. I mean, look at that. Look at that offensive line. So yeah, yeah. yeah. you got quarterbacks back there scrambling. You yeah. know, just 
That you do. That you do. But, uh, you know, well, with the, I just wanted to bring up the fact of the pickleball and the two-lane green wave because that predecessor that had that show before you, wouldn't mention, wouldn't mention the green wave. No, he no. wouldn't. No, it was it was ingrained in him uh, back there on Indus Street. I can assure oh. you. I can assure oh, you that the, 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 Mr. Roy bought a green car one year and they all went crazy. Oh, I didn't know the history behind that statement he made one time. Oh, well, that's yeah, Mr. Roy bought a green car and it upset everybody in the family. So uh, anyway, but that's the luck. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let y'all know we're thinking about on this end over here now. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, how y'all yeah. picking us up, Wayne, uh, uh, through the airwaves? Uh, oh, I, it's it's fine. I'm I'm about 15 miles from. I don't know where the tower, but uh, from y'all, I get you good. good I okay. get you real good. You good. know, but yeah, I'm over here. You know, and. Uh, we hear everything every morning. As much as I can listen, I'll pick you up. No, you we know, appreciate so. it too, Wayne. Thanks okay, uh, for buddy. calling in. Appreciate the call. Uh, by the way, 3 o'clock on ESPNU. Oh, it's on you. Lane. Okay, yeah. on you. So uh, anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, we'll come back and maybe talk a little bit more college football. Uh, the Tigers had a tough game uh, Saturday morning. I guess, uh, I don't know if they still had hangovers, but, uh, boy, just a tough, tough game for the Tigers. It and just, then right afterward, I had Northern Illinois. Yeah, uh, they, they went down and, too, oh, huh? It was brutal early. Glad I had something else to do, uh, at halftime because it was too tough to watch. Yeah, th- those are tough games, but, uh, college football, uh, of course, the Cajuns are Wednesday night and a whole host of games Saturday. I think they're even some Friday night, maybe one game Thursday night. So, uh, College football, NFL, uh, all you football widows, I uh, feel sorry for you. Of course, dear season, get ready to kick off. <laughs> anyway, uh, a lot to do, a lot to think about. So uh, let's go ahead and take our next break. We'll come back with more on Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back with more after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Quarter Tavern 9 Tennies made across from McDonald's, home of the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly Bingo is back this Thursday, 10 games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot and six others win a bar tab. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, best bar and more for this year's Best of the Tash. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Athletic Field provides challenges that test a competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, 
good paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Bachelor inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, October the 10th. Uh, uh, federal holiday today is, uh, I think most of the banks are closed, post office, places of that uh, nature. Federal employees would have the day off, and like you say, uh, because... This is what I'm told about banks, and you should know this better than me, uh, because uh, the FDIC or the Federal, Federal Reserve is closed today. So that's, that's one right. they can't process checks. That anyway, is correct. Something to that effect. So. That is correct. Usually banks are going to close on those days that uh, that the Federal Reserve is closed because the processing of uh, the checks, whether it be ACH, the automatic clearinghouse, or just the regular paper variety, can't be cleared. So uh, banks close on those days, uh, even though some sometimes remain open. Uh, it's very rarely, but uh, it happens uh, in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Jeff, uh, in college sports, uh, man, the Tigers, man, they t- took it on the chin. Was able to listen to most of that game. Uh, wasn't able to watch it since I was driving uh, uh, to New Orleans to watch the Greenway. But in the meantime, uh, LSU, uh, man, and correct me if I'm wrong, did they fumble the opening kickoff or they fumbled on the first play? Somebody said they fumbled early in the game and Tennessee scored and it was – Pretty much all downhill from there. Yeah, by the time I got to a TV, because I was doing the show over here, uh, till about 11, um, it was already 7 to nothing. It was a turnover that led to the score. I don't know the nature of the turnover. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Hooker, uh, Hendon Hooker, the Tennessee quarterback, was 17 out of 27 for 239 yards and a couple scores. Uh, Jaden Daniels uh, threw, put it up 45 times. Uh, 32 out of 45 for 300 yards and a score. But it seems like every time LSU would get down uh, deep in the red zone or near it, uh, turnover, holding call, uh, from what I understand, as I said, uh, I listened to it. I wasn't able to watch the game. Uh, Tennessee, uh, the line had dropped to two points. Uh, the over and under was 63. Uh, it ended up 40 to 13, so it didn't go over. But uh, the Tigers' uh, neighbors had a pretty good game, uh, six receptions for 80 yards. Brew McCoy, the Tennessee volunteer, had seven receptions for 140 yards. Jabari Small, the running back from Tennessee, 22 carries, 127 yards, and two scores. Uh, Jaden Daniels, when your quarterback's your leading rusher, you got to scratch your head a little bit. 16 attempts for 38 yards for uh, the, the Tigers elsewhere uh, for LSU. Um, I'm surprised Nussmeyer didn't get in the game a little bit, too, to get him some work uh, with the score. And I got a text here just now uh, saying it was the opening kickoff. They fumbled okay. the football. Uh, so uh, pretty much uh, put that uh, to bed uh, right there. But the Tigers, um, I'm trying to think of their, this week's opponent. Um, in uh, Florida, 6 o'clock kickoff. In the, and is that in – is that in uh, uh, Gainesville or is that in Baton Rouge? 
I am not certain. Let's see. I'm just scrolling here through the the numbers here. Uh, I want to say it might be in. Uh, it is in Gainesville. Yeah, six o'clock. Six o'clock kickoff. It's on ESPN two Florida right uh, right now is a two and a half point pick with a forty eight over and under uh, score uh, in that regard. So my uh, source is telling me on ESPN, not two. Yes, ESPN. That's okay. correct. Okay. Anyway, uh, with that, so another big game for Coach Kelly as he's uh, trying to uh, right the ship. But you know, a lot of fourth down uh, decision making that a lot of folks question, especially balking on a field goal that would have made it ten to three early on. And you know, again, there 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 aren't many times that I am shocked uh, where I was upset so many times about play calls or those fourth down decisions that just didn't seem to make sense yeah anyway uh the Tigers uh uh of course a penalty this they had 21 penalties in that game 12 by Tennessee and nine by LSU uh Tennessee didn't have a sack uh LSU uh, I think had five uh for 34 yards in that game, uh, they also had two turnovers, a fumble they lost in that opening kickoff, and also an interception. Uh, Tennessee was 7 out of 16 on third down. LSU 7 out of 15. LSU was 0 for 3 on fourth down, as you just mentioned. Uh, going for it, maybe not taking the points. And uh, LSU I did have 355 yards of offense to Tennessee's 502 uh, LSU not running the ball. You know, as uh, over the years, LSU's strength was just pounding the rock at uh, opposing defenses. And uh, with 55 yards rushing, of course, you get down quick and you got to throw the football. But uh, I've always saw of LSU just pounding the ball and then they wear you out come the uh, fourth quarter with all the depth they generally had and uh, would beat a lot of teams like that. But uh, not the case right now. So uh, the Tigers licking their wombs, heading to uh, Gainesville to take on Billy Napier and the Florida Gators, who are right now four and two. Also, I think they lost to uh, was it uh, Kentucky and uh, well, I want to say maybe Arkansas, or maybe it wasn't Arkansas, but uh, I think they have a loss in the SEC. But in the meantime, a uh, big game for the Tigers. Elsewhere, the Cajuns, uh, uh, Jeff, they're going to journey. They're going to journey to uh, Huntington. Um, West Virginia to take on Marshall, who's three and two, and uh, UL uh, at two and three. Of course, that game uh, it's going to be uh, on the twelfth, which is Wednesday night on ESPN two, with a kickoff at six thirty our time, uh, probably seven thirty on uh, Eastern time zone. Uh, Marshall comes in an eight point pick uh, over and unders forty seven and a half. So uh, looks like uh, Cajuns. Uh, uh, you know, they got a chance to beat Marshall. I really believe that. They beat them last year in the bowl game uh, over in the Superdome. So uh, we'll see how that all is going to come uh, to fruition with regards to a big game for Mike Desmond. But, but we also know that UL is depleted. Yeah. Uh, thanks in part to Billy Napier uh, dragging uh, some key players with him to Florida, plus just the lo- losing of uh, your quarterback um, after a five, four or five-year uh, starting right. quarterback. Um, it's tough to replace people like that. Yeah, they, their team was cherry-picked, too, not only by Florida. But LSU yeah. took a two or three players off the team along with Kansas and someone else. So, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our next break and get Bob Rolls on the line to see what he can tell us about the Saints game uh, this past uh, Sunday. 
Anyway, you'll listen to Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 AM 1240. We'll be back with Bob Rose right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, home of the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and all shoe, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back this Thursday, 10 games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot and six others win a bar tab. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, best bar and more for this year's Best of the Tash. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, October the 10th. Uh, and with us this morning is uh, Bob Rose. Uh, and, Bob, did you uh, watch the uh, Taysom Hill show yesterday uh, for the Saints? Hey, did I what? I'm sorry. Good morning, guys. Yeah, did you watch the Taysom Hill show for the Saints yesterday? <laughs> uh, I sure did. Um, I, I, I'm not done with my game recap yet, handing out my game balls, but uh, I, I described it as a Herculean effort. <laughs> Pretty accurate, too, uh, in that regard. Uh, just uh, it was Taysom Hill left, Taysom Hill right, Taysom throw the ball one time, uh, Taysom Hill, you want to recover the fumble. And, you know, I think I saw him at halftime selling popcorn. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think uh, I, I think he was in charge of the Uber rides on, you know, for the players on the way home. Uh, yeah, because yeah, don't forget too, guys, on that uh, on that big Alvin Kamara run uh, that basically clinched the game for the Saints. That's right. Go back and watch it. Taysom made the block to spring Kamara onto the second level of the defense, uh, allowing him to pick up that first down. He just had a spectacular afternoon. 
that he did too. And what more can you say? Geno Smith surprised me in that game. How well he played throwing the football down the field too. Uh, uh, just I was impressed with Geno Smith. 16 out of 25, 268 yards and three touchdowns. That's a pretty good day for any quarterback. Yeah, it really was, and it's not like uh, you know, it's not like Geno had a clean pocket all day. All day, the Saints got decent pressure on him. Uh, you know, you'd like to see him pressure the quarterback a little bit more. Uh, yeah, but Geno, like you said, st- he stayed poised all day long. Uh, you know, he just absolutely torched the Saints downfield. Uh, you know, and you know, <laughs> a discredit to New Orleans. They they had a lousy afternoon in the secondary, but Geno made the plays. I mean, he he almost pulled that game out for Seattle. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, I mean, what more can you say? What a game did he have uh, yesterday for the uh, Seahawks. He's five receptions, 104 yards, two touchdowns, and it looked like he was burning the Saints secondary all afternoon Anytime they threw in the football. Yeah, he really was. And you know, everybody wants to talk about D.K. Metcalf when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, D.K. is a freak of nature. Uh, but I kept telling people, I'm like, yeah, they, they got a pretty good receiver in number 16, Tyler Lockett, too. Uh, you know, and, and Tyler has had some good games against the Saints during his career. And, you know, it, he just, like you guys said, he just absolutely torched, uh, you know, that, that struggling secondary yesterday. Tyler Lockett is a handful for any NFL defense. And I want to give credit, though, to uh, Dennis Allen and his coaching staff, too, because uh, a lot of that was by design. Uh, they they mixed things up a little bit. Taysom knew that he was going to be a more active participant in the game, and uh, it worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we've been you know, pretty critical of Dennis Allen and that coaching staff in recent weeks, and I think they've deserved it. But uh, yeah, yesterday, I, I agree with you. I, I like the design of the game plan. They knew going in they were going to be shorthanded at wide receiver, uh, which became even worse once Chris Olave went down. And I thought Pete Carmichael designed a spectacular game plan that revolved around the running game. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't as simple as uh, just put your head down and get as many yards as you can uh they they designed plays to get Kamara to get Taysom Hill in space they designed different looks to throw the Seahawks defense off and kind of you know, kind of spread out that front seven to give running room to Kamara and Taysom Hill uh you know, I, I thought the coaches did a fine job yesterday on the offensive side and I was also glad to see because I don't know if Taysom Hill had thrown the ball yet in his snaps this year uh, always just dive left, dive right, uh, uh, but, uh, well, those runs were working for him, but also uh, throwing that touchdown pass, uh, I think it's important that you don't just expect him to carry the ball if he's in taking the snap. Yeah, you're exactly right, and I think all of us were waiting for you know, for a couple Taysom Hill plays with his arm. Uh, his best attribute is his legs and his physical running style. There's zero question about that, and defenses know it too. But the fact that he can throw the ball uh, and will occasionally make plays like he did to Troutman on that big touchdown throw, uh, you know, that, that gives defenses a little bit of pause uh, and maybe delays their reaction uh, you know, to, to Taysom Hill running the ball, and that can only help the New Orleans Saints offense. We got Cincinnati in the Dome next week. Uh, Joe Burrows had some struggles. The Bengals have not always uh, looked like their team from last year. No, they haven't. Uh, yeah, they, 
I, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, it's more difficult to climb to the top of the mountain, or it's uh, less difficult to climb to the top of the mountain than it is to stay at the top of the mountain. And, you know, this Bengals team shot the NFL last year with their run to the Super Bowl game. They should have won, in my opinion. Uh, and now this uh, this was a, is still a very young team. It looks like a team that's now learning how to be the hunted instead of the hunter. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, the Bengals have talent all over the board. Uh, you know, frankly, it rivals, if not better, is the talent that the New Orleans Saints can put on the field even when healthy. So, you know, Cincinnati's going to be a tough out for, for New Orleans. Uh, I'll be interested to see how each team comes out and plays on Sunday because Cincinnati is so explosive on both sides of the ball. Uh, yeah, but they're, they're, like you said, there's something missing with them this year. Uh, yeah, they're off to a slow start. I think they'll rebound. Uh, you know, Saints and Bengals were my preseason pick for the Super Bowl, so I certainly hope both teams, you know, can kind of right the ship. But I think this has the makings of a shootout on Sunday. Yeah, when you look around the league right now in the, in the NFC, boy, the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champ, their offense right now stinks. I mean, uh, Stafford just uh, has no protection at all. Watched last night most of that game against Dallas, and Dallas just the, their defensive front is putting heat on everybody right now. And uh, right now, I, I still think uh, even though the Eagles are flying along, it's five and zero. Oh, uh, they uh, they still got a lot of tough games left to play. And look, the Vikings are four and one also. So uh, beating Green Bay in, in England yesterday. Uh, so still, uh, and the Saints again are only a game out of first place. Two and three. Yeah, you're exactly. Yeah, you, you're you're exactly right. Uh, you know, and Tampa Bay still doesn't look uh, look impressive. Uh, and you know, the, with them sitting only a game ahead of New Orleans, and still a game to be played against Tampa Bay. I mean, let, you know, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Uh, but this division is still very much up for grabs. There is nobody that's really separated themselves from the conference. Uh, you know, or really the entire NFL. I mean, yeah, you, you have to put the Eagles, if you're ranking your, your power five, you have to put the Eagles at number one or number two. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to disrespect what they've done so far. But in watching Philadelphia, I agree with you. I don't say, I, I don't sit there and say, this is, this is an unbeatable team. Uh, yeah, there, there is no team that's really dominating anybody else consistently on a week in, week out basis right now. Well, Bob. Again, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, any other thoughts before we let you go? Uh, guys, keep an eye on the Saints injury report this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they went into this game without, you know, or left this game without three of their top wide receivers, uh, you know, Landry Thomas and obviously Alave. Uh, we're going to be watching Alave's concussion protocol, uh, you know, how Michael Thomas's foot progresses as the week goes along and Jarvis Landry's ankle uh you know so keep a close eye on all that we need Marcus May back in the lineup too I mean you know that safety position looked absolutely horrid yesterday uh you know and if that secondary plays against Cincinnati like they did against Seattle it's 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 going to be a big time L uh for New Orleans next week but yeah yeah keep an eye on the injury report and obviously Jameis Winston and what they want to do with the quarterback position as well I'm glad you mentioned the concussion protocol uh, changes to it agreed to by both the Players Association and the NFL. Uh, have you had a chance to digest uh, what it means? I, you know what? I, 
I think the NFL always talks out of both sides of their face when they mention player safety, and I just roll my eyes. Uh, but look, this is still a physical game, and you know, players are bound to get hurt. Uh, you know, I, I've always felt that it should be on the team's medical facility, uh, medical personnel, uh, you know, to, to judge players, uh, you know, injuries, concussions, and otherwise, to put, not put them in harm's way. Uh, you know, but since that hasn't happened, I like that the league is stepping in uh, you know, and enforcing this with a little bit stricter policies. I hope it continues. Yeah, and for the record, uh, there's now, a, a, I guess, a conclusive report, maybe conclusive, but both the NFL and the Players Association agree that Tua Tagovailoa, they did follow the protocol as it was, uh, so um, they're kind of off the hook there. You know, I, we're we're not behind closed doors, so I don't know. That seems to yeah. be a cop out to me. Uh, you know, I, I I thought it was a very general brush off of an explanation, and you know, I, I I just you guys saw the same thing I did. This guy didn't look right, even when he came back into the game the first time that he got concussed. Uh, yeah, so I have a hard time believing that. But again, I'm not a doctor, and I wasn't behind closed doors for the uh, evaluations. There you go. Bob, remind us how to uh, hear and uh, see your work. Uh, guys, thank you for having me on. I love coming on Monday mornings with you. A uh, little bit happier after a win, obviously. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Facebook, Bob Rose, over on Twitter, at BobbyR2613. All of my work and articles are through the Saints News Network on Facebook or at Saints News on Twitter. Uh, and please check out Brendan Boylan and my Bayou Blitz podcast. It's every Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and 8 p.m. Central Time. Real good, Bob. Always a pleasure. We'll check in again next Monday after a hopeful Saints victory against Cincinnati at home. But thanks for joining us. Can't wait, guys. Have a great week. Thank you. You too, Bob. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of thought process there, Jeff. And I I admit to what he just said, too, with the NFL, kind of just, you know, with protocol, just, oh, okay, whatever works for you. That's, that's, you know, and I think a lot of these, and the kids, too. I mean, we're talking about 25, 28-year-old, 30-year-olds getting their heads hit in by a projectile coming at them weighing 240 and 50 pounds and uh, hitting them in the head, uh, uh, that, that's that's like getting hit with a sledgehammer, you know. Uh, so uh, things need to be done to protect a lot of these uh, young men. And uh, look over the years, some of these older players that uh, have issues with uh, uh, the cranial or their head and uh, trauma, It's something needs to be done. And the players aren't getting any smaller, and it seems like they're getting a lot yeah, faster, right. too. Uh, just unbelievable. Anyway, uh, today in sports history, October the 10th, uh, in 1904, Boston's uh, pitchers achieved a, a major league record. They completed 148 games that year. You've got to remember, there's only 154 back then, but they had 148 complete games. Wow, that's a record that will never be broken uh, in that regard. Elsewhere in 1916 in Game 3, Charlie Ebbets becomes the first owner to raise the price of a World Series grandstand seat. From uh, $3 for, to $5. Good God. But that was a lot of money in 1916. You L- know? Let me tell you, though. Uh, you know, in 1982, when the Brewers uh, played the Cardinals in right. the World Series, I had a great upper deck box seat for 17 bucks. Wow. I mean, it, they used to be reasonable. They were higher than the regular season, but they were reasonable. 
Well, a buddy and I went to watch the Astros and the Cardinals in 04, the year the Astros uh, made the World Series, lost to the White Sox. There's five. Yeah, a five. Okay. And we, yeah, Cardinals are in the World Fact, Series and in Frank four. Frank Ellis and I went to the Sunday game. Well, we went year. to, I can't remember what game it was, but uh, the second baseman with the Astros hit one of the Landry seats to win the game from the Cardinals. And I want to say that, uh, who was the big power pitcher for the, it wasn't Andy Pettit for the Astros, and it was the other, uh, power, uh, Roger Clements was pitching, and Larry Walker hit one into the left center field seats. I mean, he was still going. Anyway, uh, that was a series. Pujols hit that uh, home run that closed, closed, went over the railroad tracks. But uh, we got tickets for like 20 bucks, you know, behind home plate. Uh, on the, uh, I got them on the line through the Internet. Yeah, Just I, I don't remember what we paid, but we were like in the third deck. We were way up uh, behind home plate. Oh, wow. Anyway, in 1920, the Indians, uh, former now Guardians, Outfielder Elma Smith hits baseball's first ever World Series Grand Slam in Game 5 in 1920. Uh, there have been 19 uh, Grand Slams in the World Series, uh, the last one by Addison Russell in 2016 in Game 6, Jeff. Elsewhere uh, in 1923, the New York Giants and the Yankees become the first teams to play each other in three consecutive World Series. The Giants won game one, five to four, but the uh, World Series game played at uh, Yankee Stadium. I think the Yankees uh, won that series first time they win the World Series in the history of uh, the Yankees. Elsewhere in 1924, the Senators edged the Giants four to three in 12 innings in game seven and uh, Griffith Stadium to take the series and the Senators' first World Series win. And I want to say the first Washington, City of Washington win. Of course, the Nationals come back in 2019 uh, to win uh, their second uh, World Series. 26. Technically, it was their first. That's right. The old Expo franchise. That's correct. That's correct. But the City of Washington claims those two uh, World Series uh, wins. In 26, 1926, Cardinals beat the Yankees 3-2 at Sportsman's Park uh, for a 4-3 series victory. Uh, The last out in the top of the ninth over in St. Louis, the Cardinals threw out Babe Ruth at second base uh, to end the game. Can you believe that? Trying to steal second base down. uh, Holding a hot dog. That's right. With three to two, down three to two, I guess trying to get in the scoring position. But the game ended on he being thrown out at second base. In 1948, then a record 86,000 see game five of the World Series in Cleveland. Uh, and Cleveland goes on to win the World Series that year with Lou Boudreaux as a player manager. 51 World Series, two-time defending champ Yankees beat the Giants 4-3 to at Yankee Stadium. And the Yankees uh, shortstop, Phil Rizzotto, the MVP in that series. In 56 uh, World Series, Yogi Berra hits two homers. The Yanks beat the Brooklyn Dodgers 9 to nothing in Game 7 at Ebbets Field. Yankees pitcher Don Lawson was the MVP in the series course. He throws the only perfect game in World Series history. And the Dodgers, the year before, had won the World Series. Anywhere, uh, 1957 World Series, Braves beat the Yanks 5-0 at Yankee Stadium to clinch the four games to three series. Victory MVP Lou Boudreau, who went 3-0 and for the Braves in that series. And the following year, the Yankees got back and beat the the Milwaukee Braves in the World Series in 58. In 68, the Tigers beat St. Louis 4-1 to at Bush Stadium to clinch game, uh, the series in Game 7. And Kirk Flood, I think one of the best defensive center fielders in Major League Baseball, stumbles on a fly ball out in center, and the Tigers score a couple of runs, and they go on to beat Bob Gibson, his last World Series game, and his 
one of two defeats in the World Series, Gibson suffers. In 1994, the Giants retire Lawrence Taylor's number 56 on this date. Uh, elsewhere, birthdays. In 1920, born on this day, Frank Sinkwich. Do you know Frank Sinkwich? I do not know that name. He was a Hall of Fame running back at the University of Georgia and the Heisman Trophy winner and the number one draft pick by the Lions in 43. He was born in Storjak, Croatia. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a name like Sinkwich, uh, Croatia was and his home. Mayaval. That's right. And born on this date in 1969, a quarterback from born in Gulfport, Mississippi, by the name of Brent Favre. Of course, no more to say about Brent, Super Bowl champion with the Packers. Was he born in Gulfport because Kiln didn't have a hospital? I'd believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or a midwife uh, back in the day. Anyway, and uh, born on this date in 1974, auto racer, team owner, and broadcaster of the Daytona 500 in 04 and 14 and in the Bush Series. Born in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Dale Earnhardt Jr., born on mm. this date in 1974. And deaths on this date, i got to remind folks, uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, actors, football players, Mungo of Blazing Saddles, mm. Alex Karras, dies at 77 on this date from kidney failure. And uh, who can forget him as Mongo in Blazing Saddles? Uh, Mongo just a pawn. <laughs> anyway, the quote of the day uh, I took from Vince Scully. He and he, I'm going to bring up Bob Gibson again. Uh, he said that Vince Scully said of Bob Gibson, he pitches though he's double parked. And Gibson, if you ever watched him pitch, I watched him pitch four or five times in my lifetime, uh, once, twice in Atlanta and uh, a couple in the Astrodome. Uh, and uh, Gibson, uh, he'd get the ball back from McCarver and he said, let's go. And he just fired away. It probably took him 15 seconds to pitch. And you go to a game with him, you're out of there in two hours and 15 minutes. And he pitched a whole bunch of innings, too. Yeah, and he man. wouldn't have thrown to throw at your head, either. Yeah, <laughs> he no pitched doubt. mad. Anyway, that's it today in sports history, October 10th, uh, Jeff. Don't know if you have any breaking headlines. No, but uh, certainly, again, thanks to our guests, Ryan Antoine, Westgate head football coach, Bob Rose at SI.com and other avenues uh, covering the Saints. And we thank our sponsors, including the Headache and Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep district number 49 in that election again next fall, not uh, this fall's uh, elections. 18 minutes after, news is up next, brought to us by David Funeral Homes and then Lee Kane and the Breakfast Club continue on after these. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. <laughs>